0: quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice to text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected Parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm so glad you're here. You know what? I am going to share my parenting, my motherhood hacks, all the things that I think make motherhood a bit easier. Now, let me start with this that Connected parenting, of course, I sound redundant, but connected parenting is the one big, huge thing that I believe makes parenting easier and makes living in this world with our children easier and makes behavior better. It all around is the ticket, I believe, in parenting. But let me just give you my little tiny tricks that I think are super helpful. Some of them you probably already know. Maybe there'll be one or two that you can glean from. So here's my list. I made a nice long list for you. Number one, movie night. Movie night is like incredible. Movie night just lets everybody breathe, watch a movie, turn it on, sit in the dark, take snooze, do what you can. Movie night. I'm sure most of us use movie night. Laying on the rug. I talked about on Instagram the other day when I'm really dysregulated and I cannot manage my feelings and I'm having a hard time. I will just lay on the rug and close my eyes and put my hand over my heart and feel myself breathe. When the kids were little, they'd say, what are you doing, mommy? And I'm like, I'm just taking a little minute. I'm just doing a laying on the rug. And uh, sometimes that gave me enough peace to just be able to make it through. Not engaging in irrational behavior. You know, our kids can be very irrational. All people can be irrational. So I'd say not engaging in irrational behavior. When a child starts acting irrationally, don't try to reason with them. And don't try to explain to them when they're like, I want eggs. And then you give them eggs. I'm like, I don't want eggs. Why are you giving me eggs? I hate eggs. When you know they love eggs and they eat eggs every day. Don't try to tell them you, you told me you wanted eggs. Well, I only cooked the eggs because you wanted them. Come on. If they're doing that stuff, they're totally out of their minds and irrational. So don't engage. Just say, cool. You don't have to have the eggs. It's okay. You don't have to eat the eggs. Don't engage. Mother's helper. Sometimes it's good to get a mother's helper. I had this little girl across the street. I think she was 12 years old at the time and she would come over. I would stay at the house, but she would come over and she would play with the girls for like an hour. And sometimes I would go in the back room and I would take a nap. I would just say, please, Ora, for one hour, can you please stay with the girls and play with them? If you need me, come wake me up, but I'm going to take a nap. She, I think she cost me $10 for that hour and it was the best $10 that I ever spent in my entire life. And I would do that a couple of days a week just to get an hour nap or to get a respite or to be able to sit in the backyard and drink tea, or whatever it was. And so I really think it's, if you can try to find a mother's helper in your neighborhood. Trading time with friends. This is something I did also. I would say, I will take your kids. I'll take your kids Thursday afternoon. I'll take them all afternoon and you can pick them up after dinner, whatever you want. And then my friends would reciprocate and they would take my kids one afternoon. And so it became this place where we were like trading time and we really helped one another, you know, get some time. And I did it with my neighbors. I did it with um, Esme's first best friends, parents, and it really helped give me some extra space where I needed it and didn't cost money. And it was uh, someone I felt, you know, safe for my kids being at. And it just was very, very helpful. Not overscheduling. I think overscheduling is one of the things that really, I started doing it, I, I believe, because I didn't want to be home alone with my kids because there was so much fighting and because it was so hard. And if I could keep them in activities then we were so exhausted, it was just like, we got home, we had dinner, we get to bed, but there was no connection happening. And then we got into like this really bad cycle. So I think now when I look back on it, if I would have underscheduled a little bit and I ended up doing this later on, if I would have understood, if I ended up, ended up underscheduling a little bit, then I provided more time for connection. And When I provided more time for connection, then my kids did better. When they're overscheduled, we really don't have time to make deep connections with our kids if they have too many activities. Not making elaborate dinners all the time. Yeah, no. I used to make these insane elaborate dinners, like kill yourself elaborate dinners, like three markets elaborate dinners, like ridiculous And I've since now gone completely the other way. I'm hoping the pendulum swings back a bit because now I'm like, what can we order? Okay, guys, I don't know. Is it pizza? What can we have breakfast for dinner? I mean, today I'm I'm making eggs for dinner tonight. Like I have swung the other way because I think my pendulum has deeply swung the other side because I burnt myself out so badly, but there's a happy medium. Are there things that you can prep beforehand? Are there things that you can buy that are still healthy that you don't have to cook so much? What can you do to help yourself alleviate this dinner time? Cause dinner time, I feel like it's so tough play dates and sleepovers at my house. I used to do a lot of play dates and sleepovers at my house. Um, I still have like kind of open door policy where kids are just kind of in and out all the time. It's, makes it easier to some degree when you have two kids here that are playing by themselves who really want to play and not your sister or your brother. And so playdates can make your life a bit easier. You can get some things done while the kids are playing. And sleepovers too, when you have kids you know, occupied and they're having a lot of fun with their friends, it gives you a little respite. Saying no to social stuff if it feels hard. So I really have learned to say, you know what, that doesn't feel like it's gonna, I'm gonna be able to do that. I'm so tired and I just, I can't do that one thing. I can't go to dinner on a Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Not happening anymore. You wanna ask me out to dinner at 5.30 or six? Totally gonna happen. Eight o'clock dinners, nine o'clock dinners, not anymore. I can't do them. It's too late. It's too late for an old lady like me. I have to get to bed. So I've learned like where I can say no to some social stuff that doesn't feel like it's going to leave me in a good place afterwards, like the next day. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein Alphalac found in breast milk as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Biheart is an easy to digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio, like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Biheart is the only US-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. Not feeling bad about not loving being a mom or a dad all the time. You don't have to feel bad about that. In fact, if you felt great about parenting all the time, oh, I think something's wrong with you. I mean, I believe I came to this work because parenting felt so bad. And I mean, it feels good now, but I still have moments where it feels terrible, where I feel horrible, where I don't want to do it, where I want to walk away. And I, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not embarrassed and I'm not going to pretend that parenting is this blissful experience just because I'm a parenting coach and just because I do connected parenting and everything's perfect definitely isn't. And I think speaking my truth helps me to offload those feelings. It helps me have my own tantrum. It helps me say like, okay, I'm I'm recognizing my reality and I'm okay with it. And I'm definitely going to have my voice around it. So I think it's okay, okay. for you to say like it's it's not always roses. Finding my people really really deeply needed to find my people when I had kids. And at the beginning, I didn't. And I felt so alone because I felt like it was isolating and nobody could understand what breastfeeding was like and nobody understood what it was like to stay up all night because I was one of the first people in my friend group to have kids. And then over time, I didn't only find my people, but I recruited my people. (laughs) I made my friends take my course for free in my living room. I found people that I aligned with and asked them if they were interested in connective parenting, like I really, really made my people become my people, if you know what I mean. I converted them over to the dark side. (laughs) So, but if you can't do that, which not everybody can, and that's kind of hard, can you find people that you are aligned with? And can you surround yourself with people that, you know, have the same values as you? Because it does make a difference and it helps you feel not so alone. You know, your child is bubbling and needs a tantrum, try to play. Now, if they're already gone in this terrible place where they're, you know, screaming and yelling and having an upset, don't try play. But play can be one of the best ways to get an icky moment feeling better. Turn on the music and have a dance party. Ask them if they want to thumb more. Beg them to have a pillow fight. Can you turn an icky moment when you know the kid's not really doing well? You can see them like, ooh, they're not doing well. Can you use play to pull them out of that place to kind of do better? Getting outside is a complete lifesaver, especially for little kids who are stuck inside a lot. I think getting outside changes everything. Just recently, um, Esme and I went on, we, I think we went on three hikes within like two week period. And every time we got out there, she, I could see her like settle. She was calmer. She was breathing more deeply. She was taking in her environment and I could see her just kind of rest. She's had a really tough junior year. It's been really hard academically. And I think she needed to get out there. And she's not the one who really likes to get in nature too much. But I could tell her being outside helped her demeanor, helped my demeanor, helped us relax. Nature will do that for you. So if you can get outside with your kids, I'd highly recommend that. Be the butt of the joke. Don't make your kids the butt of the joke, but you be the butt of the joke. When my kids say, oh, mom, you don't understand, I be like, oh, I'm trying so hard to understand everything. Oh, you're so mean. Why Why do you think I don't understand it? I'm trying so hard. It just, I kind of be like the bumbling idiot at fool. And it just takes the sting out of things. Sometimes us adults like to make our children the butt of the joke. And that's never, that's never a good thing. We really want to stay away from sarcasm. We really want to stay away from criticism. We want to stay, in, you know, making fun of. We want to make fun of ourselves. We want to use sarcasm with ourselves. We want to make ourselves the butt of the joke, but we definitely don't want to make them the butt of the joke. Walk away if you have to. If you have to walk away, do it. Turn around and walk away. It's okay. You don't have to respond to everything. Walking away is your superpower. Walking away is totally normal and acceptable. And if you can do nothing else, walk away. Hide in the bathroom. Now, I don't mean like you can hide all day in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm just reading this on my list. I'm like, really, Michelle, you wrote hide in the bathroom, but I really actually, I mean that hide in the b- bathroom. I mean, sometimes I have to hide in the bathroom. Even to this day, I have to hide in the bathroom because I can't manage. It's just sometimes it's too much. I can't. I can, I can. My own regulation is always, not always there. And sometimes my life gets to me. And so I just I hide in the bathroom for a few minutes. At myself, I say you can do it. I scream in the mirror. I pretend scream in the mirror sometimes. Sometimes I just say, really loudly. And I just get it out. Scream into a pillow. Yeah, totally works actually screaming into a pillow. I love a good scream into a pillow. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're releasing something deep inside your guttural, like deep inside of you, like, ah. Like, I, I, I love a good scream in the pillow. Text your bestie that you hate parenting. Oh, I do that a lot. If you haven't listened to the episode with my bestie, Claudia, she does this methodology too. And she'll tell you straight up. Yeah, it's not easy. It's super hard. So I text her often like, can you please come pick them up? And she'll say, oh, I get you. I understand my love. I understand. I wish you could pick mine up. And then we say, can we just run away? Can we run off into the sunset? Can we go to Hawaii? Can we just like imagine like being alone in some tiny little cabin somewhere? Just the two of us drinking tea, hanging out, that is okay. Text your bestie. You should have somebody you can text always that has your back that will just listen and say, I hear you. They won't fix it. They won't judge you. They'll just say, I hear you. Find that person and put them on your favorites. Text them when you need to. Meditate. I like to meditate. I go in and out of meditation. I would love hate with red meditation. I mean, all these meditations, like, oh, just pretend like you're a leaf and float through the you know, Brooke and clear your mind. I'm not clearing my mind, first of all. My mind is going on a million miles an hour and I am not clearing it, but I do do TM, Transcendental Meditation, where I can focus on a mantra. That seems to help me get to a trans state and helps me calm down because if I can focus on that one mantra, my mind focuses so hard, you know, so concentrated on that mantra that it actually calms itself down. But when they give me those meditations, like just, you know, empty your head, forget it. That's never happening. Can't empty my head. But this transcendental meditation is great. If you haven't, if you don't know anything about it, you can check it out. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. And then treat yourself. You know what? You deserve a treat. I don't know what your kind of treat is. For me, I think a treat is just an empty house. Sometimes if I get an empty house, I feel like that's a treat. I feel like ice cream is a treat for me. I feel like a hike is a treat for me. I feel like a manicure, pedicure is a treat for me with the massage, with the shoulder massage. One time I went in and I said, I want a manicure and a pedicure and shoulder massage and a foot massage. What else do you have? And the lady was like, is it your birthday? I was like, no, it's not my birthday, but I need this deeply. I need whatever you have. I have to have it. I'm not doing well. And so that does help to get some self-care, some treatment, some good treatment. So whatever that is for you, find your place to get some treatment. Okay, this is my list. This is my long list of parenting hacks that I think are helpful to make it easier. They're not going to fix everything, but if you can pull one or two of these out once in a while, I think they might help you find some more peace in your parenting. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. I hope this was helpful and I'll see you all next time.